Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. Nishmas Ruzan Bas Rachana Ezra. The Shabbos Pashin Titzovim Vayelech. The last Shabbos of Toshin Pigimu. As the next Shabbos, of course, as you know, is Rosh Hashanah, Abba'alein Teva. Sorry. Rosh Hashanah, the new year. Baruch Hashem. Mikam Chakisrael Gechad Baretz. Who is like the Jewish nation? What does the new year mean to us? <coughs> Excuse me. Although I'm not sure how it is that the new year is celebrated the frivolous, exotic screaming and yelling and partying. What is it? <coughs> what is its connotation? The new year reflects by a yid, by a Jew, a new start, a fresh start, a start to a year which I'm now going to ask Hashem Baruch once again for sustenance, for joy, for happiness, for children, for health, all the good things that we'd like to be blessed, blessed with spirituality, connection, peace of mind, peace of heart. And may we all be blessed with just that. And plus everything else that we're asking for. Those who need shidduchim, those who need children, anything that a person may need, Abisha should fulfill in this coming year. Tavshin Peidal, which I have not figured out any kind of shtavis for. Except for Teishna's final days in Golis. It's the last days in Golis. Or this week should be the last days in Golis, leading into Peidalit. I'm sorry. I owe you nothing, you owe me nothing. Or, as the famous story of the Bashama Kaddish, which I've told many times, that took his Talmudim to an inn at night before Yom Kippur, and he saw the simple innkeeper sitting by the fire. They all saw the simple innkeeper sitting by the fire, reading his diary. On this day, I committed such and such sin. Like this day, I committed such and such a sin. This day, I committed such and such. A sin enumerating all the sins that he committed throughout the year. Only imagine what kind of sins the innkeeper could have committed. Poverty-stricken old man sitting in a desolate area serving an occasional drink to to a peasant. Then, 
he took out another book. And the second book he opened up, and he started to read. And this day, the cow died. And this day, the cow didn't give out milk. And this day, the, the sheep did. And this day, uh, there was a, a fire in the barn. This day, there was a... And he enumerates every day all the problems that he had throughout the course of the year that happened to him. And he takes the two books and he ties them together and he swings them around the head three times and he says, I was not perfect, neither were you. I was not perfect, neither were you. I was not perfect, neither were you. And he throws the books into the fire. I forgive you, you forgive me. What approach should one take in life? I owe you nothing, you owe me nothing. And therefore, don't bother me, I won't bother you anymore. Therefore, you stay on your side of the street, I'll stay on my side of the street. I don't need anything from you, and I don't want you to need anything from me. I just go on further. What do we say? We've had rough patches. Some of them I thought were rough, some of them I thought I, I imagined were rough, some of them I imagined I did something wrong, some of them I imagined you said something wrong, some of them I imagined definitely forgive you. Because everything else, the unconditional love that I have, forgives everything. And you say to each other, I don't want to be I, I don't want you to have be hurt in any way, and I don't want, and I'm sure you don't want me hurt in any way. And therefore, embrace and forge ahead. Obviously, the latter. Obviously, just telling a Kaddish Baruch Hu, "Listen, I owe you, not, you owe me nothing," is impossible. Because we all know how much we owe to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We also know how, much, how little HaKadosh Baruch Hu owes us. So therefore, it would not be a sales pitch at all. It won't go over in any which way, form, or fashion. Mashiach came. I know I wasn't perfect. And you showed me that. And you taught me that. And in many different things, many different times... I've experienced different things in my life in the course of the year that were not so perfect. There were, I, sh- I shouldn't say that because the fact is I know if it came from Hashem it's good. There's always good in everything that comes from Hashem. So I shouldn't actually take such an approach I shouldn't imagine Hashem that something happened wrong to me, that something I was wronged in any which way, form, or fashion. But rather, when I look at it, and I look in the mirror, and I see how much, and how bad, and how poorly I behaved, and I acted, and I reacted, and I did, and I gave, and I didn't give, whether it be to society, whether it be to a friend, or whether it be to anyone else. I say, Rebbe Nishtar, Chaste Hashem, 
every breath that you gave me this year was a chesed. Every breath you gave me was benevolence beyond. I owe everything to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In myself, my own life, Baruch Hashem, Chaste Hashem, this year, Tavshim Pei Gimel, married off Baruch Hashem, two children, a third became, got engaged, get married, next year. That in itself, the miracles of Kriyas Yamsev, of splitting the Red Sea, I can't thank and praise Hashem enough. In the wildest dreams did I not imagine that when I davened last year Rosh Hashanah, when I prepared for Rosh Hashanah, that when I davened Rosh Hashanah, that my prayers were actually being listened to and heard. I knew they were listened to. I knew they were heard. I'm sorry. Well, they accepted. But then again, Baruch Hashem, <laughs> in the other corner sat my wife. So it's probably hard to feel this. Why would I deserve it? So I can, I blame her for everything else, I can blame her for that too. So we prepare now for a new year. We sit in awe. We begin this Matzah Shabbos, Matzah Menucha. We begin to say the Slichas at midnight. And we say Slichas a whole week long this year. Unlike Achenu Asfarim, they're saying already three weeks. Say the entire week. And then the rest of Klal Yisrael, except for Chabad, says throughout it says Simei Tshuva as well. They have Slichas. We get away with murder. But that's our preparation for Rosh Hashanah. And we daven on Rosh Hashanah with a prayer, with the heartfelt requests that we present, present before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we find peace, peace amongst mankind, peace amongst our family, tranquility, joy, happiness, health, Wealth? Why not? It, it rhymes with health. And some people say the wealth gives them health. Some people say the opposite. The mission, for example, says, The more you have, the more problems you have, the more trouble you have, the more you worry. Not troubles, the more worries you have. Bottom line. Thank you, Hashem. Again, I thank Hashem for everything that I bestowed upon us in the course of this year. And yes, I anticipate that Baruch you do better next year. How could you up the antics on last year? You know. <laughs> you know. Can we talk like that to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is our father. Bifrat, in the month of El, which El, we said many times already, 
Dalte Rebbe explains the Kutatena Melech Basada, the king is in the field. And as the king is in the field, he's standing upon him, he's waiting with a smile on his face, please come present to me your requests. I'm here, I'm listening. My ears are open, my heart is open, my arms are open. Come, let me embrace you. Up until we get to the palace. And then of course, as we know, how it is to get a request in there. But until that time, throughout the month of El, we have that Kayach. Chai El, the 18th day of El, the day of the birth dates of the Alter Rebbe and his grandfather, Bashemtev. Spiritual grandfather, at least. The two great luminaries. The Balshemtiv had three birthdays on Yechayel. He actually physically born, his Gufe. Nashe, his soul was connected. He started the first time he sat, learned the Chia Shalami. was on Chayel. And his Galus becoming a leader of Klai Yisrael was also on Chayel. Chayel represents, as we've said many times, the beginning of the Cheshman and Nefesh. The beginning of the accounting of our souls. We look and reflect throughout the course of the year what we have done. We are given now Chayel to the Shoshanah 12 days. Each day represents another month. Today we are looking and reflecting what we did last month, Tishrei, what Chedish Tishrei we did right, and what did we do not so right. And therefore, on these things that we did not so right, we try to reflect and we try to see to it, we ask for forgiveness, and we try to rectify it if we can now. Chedish El, Chai El, is the day that we reflect to Chedish Tishrei. Yutesel tomorrow, we reflect on Chedesh Cheshven, the next month. And this way we reflect each month, each day of the next 12, 11 days, we reflect on one day of the month. One month of the year of Tavshim Pekim. There are many, many connections with Pashen Yitzavim, Vayelech, and Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, Nitzavim is always read before Reish Hashanah. Let us begin in the mitzvah, one of the, one of the mainstay mitzvahs read, we read in Pasha Nitzavim. Miket Shav Hashanah Bamoyed, Shnas Hashmita, Gamer. Hakel Esaom, Hanoshim, Hanoshim, Hataf. The mitzvah of Hakel. At the end of the seven years, Bamoyed, Shnas Hashmita, is a year called Shnas Hakel, which was this year. Rashi explains, Miket Sheva Shanim. What does it mean, the end of the seven years? If you're talking about a whole year of Shnas Hakel, the end of the seventh year means a few days, a week. What does it mean, the end of the seventh year? Bashona Rishena Shel Shemitah. The first year of Shemitah 
And Ashi says, also Shehishnas Shminis, is the eighth year. Shemitah starts in the beginning. Shemitah is seven years that we count. That we work. Six years we work, and the seventh year we rest. We don't do, we don't touch the fields, we don't plow, plant, or anything. So Shnasa Shemitah is a year that we are on hiatus, shall we say. Farmers cannot do anything in their fields. And therefore, they got to do something. <laughs> what does one do on their day off? What does one do on their week off, on their year off? They sit and learn Tata. Sit and learn Tata. You could look into other adventures. You're looking at different business things. Mm-hmm. But you're a farmer. When you're a farmer, it's a mind frame. It's a way of life. You don't just pick up and become a uh, businessman and start selling stocks. You're a farmer. You toil with your hands. You bake in the fields. You cut and mend your wheat. You see to water your fields. All the different things that you do as a farmer. But this is a craft. This is a definitely something that not everybody can do. But they also have a different mentality and mind frame like any other people. The conniving businessman has his mentality. And the person, each one has their own. The rabbi has his mentality. The doctors have theirs. Etc. Question is several fold here. According to Rashi, the first year of Shemitah, the first of the seven years, which is the eighth year after Shemitah, seven years of Shemitah, six years of working, the seventh year of Shemitah, so the set of seven is the years of Shemitah, the eighth year, which is the eighth year of Shemitah obviously is the first year of the next year of the next Shemitah. If it's seven years transpassed and when Trump went by, seven years transpired, then the eighth year obviously is the first year of the next Shemitah already, because we're starting again the next cycle of seven. Rashi is very precise. Said this, said this many times. Rashi explains to the Ben Chumash Namika to the five year old sitting and learning Chumash. And the Chumash, the Chumash is learning is a Pasuk in the Teda which every word has to be accounted for and every word has to be make sense. Now, he learned every word. And he looks at it and he has a little bit of a question. How does Mikhech HaVashan HaBamayin Shnasa Shemitah Where does that fit in? Suffice it to say that is the year after Shemitah. Fine, because it's a full year. So Shemitah finishes the year after. I understand. Shnas Hakl. Why add is the eighth year as well? Why add the eighth year being the first year of the next Shemitah, the next cycle? 
Rashi's intent is a question on the mitzvah of Hakel. The intentions of the mitzvah Hakel, like the Pasuk says, Laman Yishmu, Yiru, Hashem Lekechem, you should hear, you should learn, you should study. All the words of God, they all came together in Beis Hamikdash, and the king read from the Sivateta. Why then was this mitzvah established at the end of seven years? Chayda, the fitting time for this, to awaken the person to the new status of Shemitah, should be in the beginning of Shemitah, the beginning of the seven years. Not at the end of the, of the seven years. I already passed my seven years. Now I'm going to talk about learning Teda and becoming close to Hashem. That's why therefore Rashi says, the first year of Shemitah, of the next cycle, which this is the eighth year connected to the previous Shemitah. The time mitzvah is Hakel. Whereas the Shana Rishayin is Shemitah, first year of Shemitah, the beginning of the new cycle, in order to awaken, to strengthen the Jews in the fear of God. Keeping of Teda mitzvahs throughout the next forthcoming cycle of Shemitah. But again, we have a little bit of a, a question here. Why Niketz Sheva Shanim? The end of the seven years, which implies the completion of the previous seven years. And not just say, Baskolos Sheva Shanim. The beginning of the seven year cycle. And to this Rashi says the words, the extra words, Shishana Shminas. It's the eighth year. Hashanah Shminas, the eighth year, is the year that comes after Shnas Shemitah. Which in this, the Jews throughout the Shemitah were free. They had nothing to do. They had no service in the fields. They had more time to work in Teda, to learn Teda, sit and study Teda. And this brought them to Yiddish Hashem and keeping mitzvahs, fear of God and keeping mitzvahs. And therefore, <coughs> established the mitzvah of Hakil immediately after Shnatsa Shemitah in order to continue it and to awaken and to strengthen Shnatsa Shemitah for the year after. I just finished a magnificent year of sitting and studying. <coughs> studying Torah day and night, connecting with the Rebbeinu full time. I was able to daven like a mensch. I was able to get up in the morning and daven, and not have to worry about my field, tending the field, and running to the field, making sure the fox is not and all the things that I have to make sure in the fields. I tend my sheep, I tend my ox, I tend my animals, I took care of everything. But my davening was totally different if I didn't have the field sitting on my head all the time. It's an expression that the Rebbe used once to told the person the chassid that was selling boots. He told him, the feet go in the boots, not the head. Sit and talk to you, all you're thinking about is your boots. The cop licking in the galoshin. 
your head is sitting in the boots. This you didn't have. You had the peace of mind that the whole year, whatever is happening in my field is happening in the field, they were taking care of it. And not only that, in the sixth year, when this field is, is weaker, the produce should be lessened. Because each year the, the field works hard. And therefore, each year the, the produce is not as good as the year before. So, the sixth year, the head of the Shavi, not exactly as much as you want, want it to have. And that's the Eden of Shemitah, of letting it rest for a year that it restrengthens, rejuvenates the field. I'm not going to go into the studies of agriculture now, because I don't know myself. But as a statement in Teda, this is the Teda tells us that throughout the time the field is constantly being worked, it weakens the field. By giving it rest for a year, it has a rest, and like everybody else that has a rest, it strengthens. And therefore, this rest, this well-needed rest that it had for the seventh year, is a Givaldic thing. But, how do I live? I didn't, I'm not working a whole year. Tells us, Tatum, that the sixth year, which the Cheder should have been the weakest year, will be the strongest year, and you'll have enough for the seventh year as well. The greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's brachis, how HaKadosh Baruch Hu bestows upon us the blessings to help us achieve the hardest of mitzvahs. Not work for a year. <laughs> it's one of those stunts that we tell people, don't try this at home. <laughs> Not to work for a year. Unless you're a farmer, and you let your fields rest. So therefore, Shana Shminis, after Shnasa Shmita, where the fields were left alone and the person was involved totally in Hashem, Yiras Hashem and Shminis Mitzvahs, Hakil now comes. After the Shnasa Shmita, where the person is the highest level of his spirituality that he can get, and says to you, I want to strengthen, I want to carry this over into the next seven years. Just like the sixth year carried over enough to cover you for the seventh year, I want this Shnasa Shemitah, the Kedusha that you accomplished in Shnasa Shemitah, to carry you over now for the next six years, seven years. Until the next, next Akel. And therefore, it's the year after the Shana Shminis. All the years that come thereafter, it's the Shana Shminis to this year, which is the Shemitah, the, the year after the year of Shemitah, which you rested, but you were involved so much in spirituality. But it's also the beginning of the new cycle of Shemitah. And therefore, I want you to take this with you and implant it, not only in your fields, but in your hearts, in your minds, in your heart, in your, in your eyes, in your ears. As we say, And therefore the Pasuk says that the midst of Hakel is at the end of the seven years which is the eighth year, to teach us that the Indian of Mitzvah Hakel is to continue this, all this great spirit that we've gathered together on the eighth year, to fear God, and Shnasa Shemitah, also for the Shemitah Habo. Question though becomes, Shnasa Hakel sounds like a really powerful thing. Why wait till the end of the Tata 
צו וידע, זה דיין, זה זית. האזינו? אין זה איזה ברכה. Go hug me, you'll see me. Little left over there on the left side only. Why wait till now? Oh, because it's only, re- only relevant when we go into Hetz Yisrael. We found many mitzvahs that have been mentioned already. Shemitah itself is mentioned before. Many mitzvahs that are only negated to Hetz Yisrael. <coughs> Why is Hakil held off until here? So we have to look in the Rambam. Rambam says, To prepare ourselves to listen, as we just said before, to hearken and to prepare. But he adds, Like the day that the Tehru was given on Sinai, that's how much we need to indulge and apply ourselves in Tehru. And one should see themselves as if they're being commanded now from the Abish himself, that the hearing now in Hakil, where the king is reading in the Besamidash from the Sefer Tena, this should be as if they're hearing from Akaj Baruch himself. So it means the mitzvah's Hakil is very similar, is up to par with Maimid Har Sinai. When we stood by Har Sinai listening and getting the Tehra. <laughs> to clarify this a little bit. The tachlis of the mitzvah of Hakil <coughs> is that Mount should be engraved in our hearts. And each and every Jew, even after going into Israel, Mount happened by a desert, Midbar Sinai. In Midbar Sinai, it was void of everything. Therefore, okay, I was able to accept Tehra. Because what else did I have? It tells us the Tehra. Ha- tells us Hakel, even when I come into Israel, and I'm involved with all these other mitzvahs and all the things that have gone on, physicalities that have to be taken care of, I should still always remember I'm as if I'm standing now in Maimed HaSinai. Nothing else except for the way we stood by Sinai. Even after the passing of Moshe, which is now happening at the end of Chumash Devarim, and Moshe is the one that got the Torah for us in Sinai, therefore, in order to be able to reach such a level, to achieve such a level, we have to feel ourselves as if we're standing by Mamed HaSinai, to strengthen ourselves and to speed up our Torah Mitzvahs. According to this, we understand mitzvah hakel is different than all of the mitzvahs that have to do in the land. All of the mitzvahs that have to do with the Holy Land, it's a condition. If you're going to be in the Holy Land, then you have the obligation. And you don't have that obligation until you enter the land. Mashenki mitzvah hakel, where the main exiting from the desert and entering into the land is what causes the obligation of this mitzvah 
Therefore, Dafka, this mitzvah was told to the Jews as they're leaving the desert after the passing of Mesha to awaken within us the obligation of this very mitzvah. And we have towards the end of the Pasha, Mesha says, Hakilo Eli. Gather everybody, all the elders, come here to me. And Rashi tells us a very sad thing. This is Mesha is passing, he's about to pass away. And he's gathering everybody, all the elders. And Rashi says, They did not blow the shefer, the, the trumpets, as they did every time Mesha asked for a gathering. Trumpets were blown, everybody knew, it was like the siren went off. Everybody knew to come, Mesha had what to say. This was different. Why? To complete what it says, Ein Shalten There's no ruling on the day of the passing. It's strange. How is it possible? Dafka, the day that he passed away, he went down a level. We know until him it says, we go from level to level higher and higher. Tzadikim go from level to level higher and higher. So they rise up each day from a, one, one level to another by day by day. So in that case, the last day of Mesha's life on this world, he should have been at the highest level possible. And we know that it's brought down in Shalom. But it says in the Razal that the Chamishim Shari Bina Nivru Be'elam, there were 50 gates of Bina created in the world. The 21-side B. All were given to Mesha, Chatzar Echad minus 1, 49. But it doesn't say 49, it says 50 minus 1. Which we once went into, the Malkus, it's 40 minus 1. Doesn't say thirty-nine. This is forty minus one. We're not going into that right now. So, but on the day that Moshe passed away, he reached the fiftieth level of bina. So, how could you say that he had a yedid and his darga sholton biyema mavas? But rather, a sholton biyema mavas is a plus, not a minus. The phrase Shultan shows us the connection between the one that has an effect and the one that's affected. You can use your E or your A. In a comparison, a king that rules over a nation, he's much higher than they are. He's the king and they're not. They're his servant, his, his subject. Not only higher spiritually, but according to the Pasuk in Shmuel, how do we know a king? He's from his shoulders up higher than anyone else. Still, at all, he has 
this connection. And he rules over the nation. This is what it means to say, Ein Shalton Mavis. The day, day of the passing, Vishrabin went up to went up to a Madriga higher. In no comparison to the nation. You couldn't even use the expression Shultan. Which shows that he had a connection to the nation. This is the Kiddush where it says, Hakilu Elai, bring them to me. Because now you have to come to me. I was no longer part of them. Cheru could have said, since he went up, Mesha went up so high. It's not Shaykh to say that he had any kind of Shultan in the Jews. The connection was severed between him and his sheep and his flock. To this the Pasuk teaches us, even on the day he passed away, he shalten be a and therefore became, he, he requested to gather the entire nation in every situation, any level that Moshe was at, he was always connected and one with his sheep. And as she says, Moshe who Yisrael, Yisrael he Moshe. Moshe is the Jews, and the Jews are Moshe. And that is therefore the connection that each and every Jew has with the Meshach Rabbein of his generation. The Meshach Rabbein of the generation has appointed not sub-Meshach, but there are sparks, there are parts of Meshach in each and every generation which is found in the leaders of the generation. But still in all, the mission says, the Seyyidah Kharav, you should have a, a Rav. This Rav, this teacher, is somebody that you connect to, can't connect always with the king, can't always talk to the king, can't text the king, can't send them WhatsApp, email, or anything else. To me, this is my go-between, whether the person is worthy or not worthy, whether whatever the person's status is, Whoever the person is, whatever he or she actually accomplished in the world is totally irrelevant to me. I know that I think, I feel that this person has what to, wisdom to impart to me, and therefore I attach myself to this person, and I trust this person, and I know that I can learn from this person. Whereas we have in every generation, every Jew has to always be connected with the Meshach Rabbeinu. And as we said before, we need to always stand as if we are standing by Maimon Har Sinai, receiving the Torah, being actual recipients at this very moment, every day of the Torah. As we said, Pashat Zavim is always read before Rosh Hashanah. In the Kutatera, in the beginning of the parasha, says Hakel Hela Kachal Kitum. He's not a Gemara. If you keep his score, no Berachas. He's based on Aleph, twelve side one. We always go according to this, the final say. And therefore, we say this is a Kesha connection of Shoshana, hinted in the pasuk 
which is close to the end of the Pasha, Achayim v'amoves nasati b'charta b'chayim. I gave life, I gave death, and you chose life. The paragraph that we say before we blow Shefa, we say in Tehillim Mem Zayin, and Pasikayim says, Yivchalano esnach leisenu, chosen for us our inheritance, which is according to Rosh Hashanah, is this man, the time which awakens a total new choice of God, choosing once again Am Yisrael, and in this way, awakens once again from the total new way and form and fashion, this choice, which is through the choice of Bnei Yisrael, Takarish Baruch Hu, when they are still capable of choosing Bechartim, and Bechartim Bechayim, and we of course choose life. This Shabbos would be and is Mevarchem Achedesh Tishrei because Rosh Hashanah is the Rosh Chedesh of Tishrei and this Shabbos is the last Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah and therefore it's the Shabbos that we bless the new month. We bless the new month in that well we keep all the customs of blessing the month we say Tehillim, the entire Tehillim is recited. And we do everything else that we do on Shabbos of Archim, except, except, we don't bench the new month. We don't bless the new month. We don't say about Eshchidish, Tishrei, Shabbos Kedish. Al-Trebbe says in Tanya, Al-Trebbe, Al-Tanya says, the name of his teacher, the Zichimagid, who heard from the Bashem HaKadosh. And therefore, Al-Trebbe refers to the Bashem Tev as a Zaydah. HaChedish Ashvi, the seventh month, which is Tishrei, which is the first month of the years of the annual months. First month of the months is Nisan. We count Nisan Ir Sivan. The seventh month is Tishrei. However, that's the first month of the new year. That month, HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself blesses the new month. It's the last of the last month, week of the year. The last Shabbos, Chedesh El. And thereby, it's brought down the Yem Yem, and thereby, by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, blessing the month of Tishrei, we then have the Kayach, the capacity, the capability of blessing every month thereafter. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu blessed a month, which is the first of the months of the year, on the, on the calendar year, Therefore, the rest of the months we can also bless ourselves. What is the Kash Baruch Hu blessing the month with? We know what we say. This bracha is said in Kriya of the Shabbos. Atem Nitzavim Hayyem. You are standing today. The word Hayyem 
intention is Rosh Hashanah. Yom Adin. That's what's called Yom. Like it says, Vayia Yom. It was the day. And the Targum says, Vahava Yom Dina Rabba. It was the day of judgment, the great judgment. And thereby, Akash Baruch Hu guarantees us that Rosh Hashanah, Atem Nitzavim, you will stand firm. You will be Zeichim Badin. You will merit to get what you ask for. And when you come before the judgment, the judgment will say, you are good, you are good to go. This bracha also generalizes after the Klal, Atem, comes Rashechem, Shiftechem, Ziknechem, Shetrechem, your heads, your tribe leaders, your elders, your judges, until till the woodchoppers and the water carriers. Technically, we're discussing, we're saying that it goes from the highest type of person to the lowest person. But to say about a Jew that they're a lowly person. After the bracha, the first bracha, generalization, Taylor enumerates all the different types of Jews. And every one of them is a recipient of a special bracha. The bracha that they require, the bracha that they need, the bracha that they beseech. And all these brachas come for one reason. Why do we need these brachas? To serve God. To go according to the pact that we've made with God. The making of the pact, the cutting of the pact, is a form of unity. As two people cut between themselves, they make them a pact between themselves. And they make one, they unite. Same way also, it has to be this kashus of Am Yisrael, Each and every Jew has to feel that he and HaKadosh Baruch Hu have become one. Literally one. What's the main idea? The mainstay idea is to give to these words an actual physical existence. The blessing of HaKadosh Baruch has to be eternalized in the physical world. With plentiful of sustenance. Shefa. Harchova Gashmias. Total overflowing as we know that the din of Rosh Hashanah is mainly on the physical world what is the judgment going on now the judgment going on is what happens in the physical world people are only judged on Rosh Hashanah for what happens in the physical mundane world and therefore Birchaz Hashem comes in a way of Shefa Gashmi same thing also in Avedis Hashem. Which the main thing is they don't remain only in physical and spirituality. 
but they come down to the physical realm of the world, as we see in the Mishnah Bekiyavis, if you keep in score at home, Bekiyavis, Aleph, Mishnah Yazayin, Le'a Medesh Yikel, Amaisu Wa'ikel, Le'a Medesh Yikel, Amaisu, we say, but Amaisu Wa'ikel, says the Mishnah. The intentions are not the highest level, the main thing is, Tafka Ki Yemitzis Bepeil. And therefore the Halach is, that through the intentions alone, you can't be Mekayim and Mitzvah. You can't think, I'm doing Mitzvah's Lulav. You can't think, I'm listening to Shefer. You have to actually do it. But doing the Maisa, even without intentions, you're Yetzah. You need intentions to make the Mitzvah that complete. But you can take the Lulav and ask, you can make the Brach and shake it. And not have all the spiritual, esoterical intentions. You can hear the shafer blowing, and the mere fact that you're hearing all the all the proper notes, and not having to be totally, totally spiritually counting each and every tkiya shvanam and trua. Through our service, Hashem, the way we should, the way it needs to be. And this is general, the generalization of the Avedis HaTshuva. Which through this is the pact that we make with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We merit to receive the brachas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu on the Shabbos. And we are Zeichim Badin. And Chedesh Tishrei makes it the seventh month Shabbosayva Masbiyah Saving and fulfilling the Jews for the entire year. It's brought down again by Yen Yen. Simply speaking, the bracha of Chsiva, Chsima Teva, Shanteva, Masuka, until it should be that Teva, Ikris, Apnimi is the main good, the fulfillment of full good. The Gula, Mitis, Vashtema, Ide, Mashiach, Tzedkeno, the revelation and the redemption of Mashiach through Mashiach Zedkenu. In a way of Nitzavim, as the Pasik says, V'eilech Eschem Kemimiyos, became a skufa, because of Mamish. We'll go quickly, steadily, heads up. With our heads ra- raised up, and this way, we enter into Yisrael Atenu Akdesha. And we are blessed with the fulfillment of a new year. This Pasha was then said to everyone that was gathered and also of Eisasher Einenu Pei. The pact that was made between HaKadosh Baruch and Amisrael before going into that show, amongst the words, HaKadosh Baruch was saying, <coughs> Not only making this pact with you people that are standing here now with me, Eisasher <coughs> But also, not only those who are here, those who aren't here. What does that mean, those who aren't here? Simple explanation. His intention to the Jews who deviated. You're just not with the program. You're not with the program. 
It doesn't work. You can't say that. First of all, it says clearly, You're all here. Inexclusive to anyone. So it's everyone on board. So how could it then be a person that was not doing the right thing? Therefore, Rashi explains these words as Shenenu even the ones that are not born yet, that will be born in the future. You're not here now physically, but you will be part of Klal Yisrael down the line, as we say. And we find, written in the Teda, just like the Brisbane Absalom that was by the children of Ya'avarom, you know, and also Bechukesai, and most mitzvahs, which Baruch commands, through Mesha, was for not only the people that were standing there for all the future generations. The Chiddush here is, from what it says, we hear, we actually can derive that the pact being made here with the future generations was exact. In that actual predicament and that actual directness. Just like it was with the generation that went into Israel. We're not any different than that nation that entered the Holy Land. Here we are, born thousands of years later, and we're still the same nation. Just like that pact was made with Essashiyashnepei, it was made with Nenupei. With those who weren't. We need to understand the actual essence of a Jew. All the differences between a Jew, one Jew and another. A Jew that is here and a Jew that's born in a generation to come. It's only a physical a physical thing. Physical a, a chronological difference. Chronological difference. According to the things that we look with our own eyes, <coughs> the truth of something, Am Yisrael, the entire Am Yisrael is one essence. We are one Yechida. The body of Kal Yisrael is no separations. Not only in the generation, but the thousands of years that separate us. All the years, the Jews that lived, lived throughout the thousands of years in between are all tied and bound with us. And one essence. So from this concept, we need a tremendous tshuva 
for all those Jews that lacked in the total devotion, dedication, because of something that was, they were either negligent or they went against the grain, shall we say. But being that the Jews are known as Ma'at Mikol Am, minority amongst all the nations, it is definite. They don't find themselves in the best of spirits and the greatest of strength and to go march out on the street and proudly show who they are and to proudly express Yiddishkeit and Teda. And this fact that Yidin are a ma'at that's only because we rule according to the nations if we go according to their laws and, and ways according to the census we are the least whereas in place and time in the general essence of a Jew we look like a small dot on the radar but spiritually we are the main stake in the existence of the world and thereby we rule everything that goes on in the world and therefore it says in Pasuk there's no count, there's no number that we can be limited to so when a Jew binds himself with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through Kiyim Tere Mitzvah, standing above time and above the place that he's found, and ties himself and binds himself the pale in a way, a direct with all other Jews throughout the world, whatever generation they were in, we see that there's no end or beginning to the story and to the count of the Jews. And this is thereby the preparation for Rosh Hashanah and the Tzav Mayim Kulchem. We are all standing to unite the entire Am Yisrael, Achtas Hamitas, true Achtas. And through this will be Zechad, Iksivu, Achsimateva, Kol Achas Yisrael, each and every Jew that are here and that are not here with us, that are coming to Shul and even the ones that are not coming to Shul. It should be a ksivachsimateva, shanateva mesuka, a sweet year, a happy year of blessings, and a gosh fill all the rakushes, all the requests, anything that one beseeches, anything that one asks for. It should be a shnas, hatzlacha, ubracha, shanatova, and shabbat shalom to all.